You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel. Apostle Goodheart Obi Ikweme. Luke 17, 11 to 19, at the count of three, let's read together as a family and enjoy the scripture. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he returned into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice, glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. 18 says, they are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And assignment this morning, I have returned to give him thanks. Our Father and our God with depths of gratitude, we gather as a people you've smiled upon and looked upon for the past 12 months of this year in particular to give you the praise and the glory that is due your holy name. You have blessed our bread and our water. You have taken far from us sickness, disease, and infirmity. You've breathed over us. You've preserved us. You've protected us. You provided for us in very, very supernatural means and ways. We have come back like the one leper to deliberately, intentionally, and purposefully to give you the praise and the glory. Even in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have given thanks. Let somebody shout a big, big, big amen. Hallelujah. Beloved, as a church family, we have set apart this particular Sunday in the month very deliberately, not just as a monthly Thanksgiving service, but as a day in a year only where we reflect and contemplate and see how far it is that God has brought us in the journey called life. As I said earlier to you, the number one qualification to praise God, to bless God, to give God thanks, is not to acquire any possession, but is to have 
the gift of life or the breath of life trapped in your nostrils. The Bible declares in Ecclesiastes 9 verse number 4 that to he that is joined to all living there is hope. A living dog is better than a dead lion. The psalmist declared in Psalm 150 verse 6 let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Thanksgiving is a debt that you and I owe God. It's a debt you and I owe God to occupy space, to be alive, to be numbered amongst the living. Praise the Lord, somebody. As long as you are alive, God has created you first and foremost for his pleasure. Revelation 4.11 says he created all things and all things are created for his pleasure. You are alive to bring him praise and to bring him glory. Perhaps in your mind you're wondering you lost some things in this amazing year 2020. You lost some loved ones, lost some energy, lost some finances, lost some ounce of strength maybe. But the truth be told is that beloved, what you lost or who you lost is not you. You are still alive and well in the game of life. And we have a guarantee that God is able to restore that which was lost if only with the small we will be deliberate to give him thanks and praise. Hallelujah. That's how it works. When you thank God for what is remaining, what was lost will be restored back to you. So there is a method to the operation of God that when you thank him for the five loaves and two fish, he will break the power of limitation, multiply what is remaining to feed multitudes or multiples with the guarantee of an overflow or much more. If you lost anything at all in the year, I can guarantee you that the devil is the one responsible. We see his tripartite agenda, a threefold agenda in John 10, 10. He comes to steal. He comes to kill. He comes to destroy. But we see the singular agenda of Jesus in your life. What is it? He comes to give you life, not just life, but life in abundance. So if you lost anything, the devil is responsible. If you haven't lost everything, your God is responsible. And he said we're to strengthen the things that remain. Praise the Lord somebody. In this year end, we'll not, be, uh, uh, we'll not join ourselves with those that God has adjudged to be fools. Yes, yes. A fool says there is no God. And a fool is one who will not give God praise and thanks for the gift of life. Praise God. So when we are not grateful, God considers us to be a grateful. Because you see, in this life, there is nothing you brought into this life and there's nothing you take out of this life. So everything you've received, you have, you receive by the mercy and by the grace of Almighty God. We have no right to complain or murmur because in the first place, we have earned nothing, we've qualified for nothing, but for mercy of the living God. 
The Bible declares in Mark 7, 37, a scripture we've been meditating upon in the past few days, uh, that God has done all things well. It's caused the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the dumb to speak, the lame to walk. Interject your own situation. He has caused your thing to work for you and we've got to give him praise and thanks. That will be your testimony before the year is over. That he, God, has done not some things, not few things, but he has done what? All things well. Your God is a good God. The sweet psalmist David declared in Psalm 34 verse 8, All taste. Take a table. Oh, taste, Roger. What do you taste? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I don't know about you, but looking around you, even this Sunday morning, all I see around you, in spite of COVID-19, is the goodness of God released over you as an incense, as a fragrance, as an aroma from the throne of grace. Can somebody say, my God is a good God. The Bible declares, no good thing will the Lord withhold from them that walk uprightly. If there is anything good in your life, it is traceable to God. James 1.17, every good gift, without exception, everyone, everyone, that you are alive is a good gift. That you woke up this Sunday morning is a good gift. You went to your shower, had your bath all by yourself is a good gift. You got into a transport to be here, it's a good gift. You can sit, you can stand, you can clap, you can jump. Hey, it's a good gift. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from who? From God in whom there is no shadow of turning nor variableness. He's too constant to be constant. Even when you and I vary, our God stands strong. He will never change. He will never waver. The Bible declares he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Who is he? He's a good God. Oh, test and see that the Lord is good. We look at our text this beautiful Sunday morning. We find a very, very interesting text that I can't quite get over. Uh, the many nuggets of truth found in this text. First and foremost, Jesus was headed to Jerusalem, but he turned to Samaria. Kata, kato, kata. There, there, there was, there was a, a, a diversion. There was a, a, a course direction or course redirection. Why? Because there, there were people who needed his touch. They were called the 10 lepers. I don't know about you in this year 2020. If you look somewhere somehow in the year Jesus, by the virtue of mercy, he diverted his path, his walk or his pathway to come to you where you are on that job in that hospital, in that business, on the plane, wherever it is, he, he diverted his journey just to get to you. That's the mercy of God. Cause redirection. Just to meet your need. That's how loving and how caring Jesus is. He saw ten lepers and they cried out they cried out in mercy said, said Jesus have, have mercy upon us it was a cry of mercy and we've heard over and over that the cry of mercy is a cry that your God will not close his ears to do you remember the moments in this year especially in the lockdown where depression tried to hound you fear of the known tried to hound you Anxiety try to hound you 
panic try to grip you but you cried out for mercy and somehow you didn't think you wake up the next day but, but the mercy of the Lord got you back again another day another day another day and you look back you can't even remember when it was you went through what you went through somebody shout mercy of God cried out for mercy they lifted their voices and said Jesus master have mercy on us when he saw them when he saw them when the Lord turns to you it is your turn when he saw them when he saw them I believe that God has seen you this morning when the Lord saw them he spoke a prophetic word to them you go and show yourself to the priest and typically in those days in the Old Testament, you only go to see the priest for him to examine you to ascertain you have already been cleansed of leprosy. <laughs> but he spoke a prophetic word. You go and you go and show yourself to the priest. And right there, you still feel leprous. Right there, you still feel single. Right there, you still feel barren. Right there, the door still seems closed to you. But listen, when you step out on a word, Simon Peter, come. When you step out on a prophetic word, there is enough power in the word to bring to pass what Jesus said. There is enough power to cleanse you of leprosy as you go to the priest that means your praise must not wait this Sunday morning until you've seen the lifting you've seen the change you've seen the pregnancy you've seen the breakthrough no by faith you are going to praise God and as they went as they pray as they thank as they worship guess what they were cleansed when you rise up to praise God in the next few moments I don't know what is still remaining to be done in your life today or this year but by faith as you go towards God leprosy is about to let you go delay is about to let you go fear anxiety is about to let you go but it must be by faith as they went ah, yeah they were cleansed as you praise as you worship Ah, what you've been waiting for is going to happen as you step out by faith. Listen, praise is a double-edged sword. We praise God because he has done it. But oh boy, we have to learn the other side of praise. We will praise God in order to engage him to bring him to pass. There are things you're going to praise God this morning because you already got it in your hand. But there are other things you're going to praise God because you know you will lay hold of it in the place of praise somebody said I will return turn to give him thanks ah, yeah, yeah. Jesus saw that one person returned to give thanks and said where are the nine he inspects those who come back he inspects inspects he inspects. He watches those who come back. How you praise. How you praise. Will you praise complaining? Will it be a heartfelt praise? 
that gets to your hand, that gets to your feet, that gets to your mouth. Because genuine praise begins from your heart. Yes. You begin to thank God from the depth of your being. Then it comes to your mouth. Out of the, uh, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You declare it with thanksgiving. Then it gets to your feet. Your clap, your jump. It gets to your hand. Your clap, your jump. It gets to your hand, your finances. But it begins from your heart. What you cannot think about, you can thank God about. You know the African proverb that says, only those who can think can thank. Can you think for a moment? It's so easy for us to be forgetful. What have you done for me lately? It's December 20. He has done too much. He's done too much. If you can't think of anything, you're alive. You're alive. You're alive, not the mortuary, sanctuary. Say, so where are the nine? Were there not ten that were cleansed? It looks like it's a type. 10% that have the tendency to return back to give Jesus praise and thanks. The Bible says in verse number 17 or verse 16 and fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said were there not 10 cleansed but where are the 9? There are not found that returned to give glory to God Save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. When we return to give him thanks, we're guaranteed of something beyond just the healing we've got. We're guaranteed of wholeness. The psalmist declared in Psalm 100 verse 4, we're to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We're to come into his court of praise. So thanksgiving and praise grants us access to his presence. The message version says, enter with the password. Thank you. It's a password. Just say thank you is a password. It unlocks the heavens. We're learning that thanks or giving unlocks the treasure of heaven. Likewise, thanksgiving thanksgiving because our giving goes beyond substance our giving goes beyond money beyond time beyond talent our giving goes beyond all of that to include thanksgiving is something we owe god thanksgiving is a, a matter of fact a commandment god commanded us to give thanks we're to give god thanks in all things praise god first Thessalonians 5, 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. If you want to be in the center of God's will, one way to do that is simply maintain a lifestyle of thanksgiving. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The psalmist declared in Psalm 34 verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be upon my mouth. When do we give God thanks? All times. In season and out of season. Thanksgiving is a good thing. Psalm 92 verse 1. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. So each time you're giving thanks, you're not only in the will of God, but you're doing a good thing. Not only that, you're unlocking the door to access his presence. 
We enter by thanksgiving. We're coming to his gates with praise. Hallelujah. 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 What is thanksgiving? It simply means to give God glory that is due his name. Each time God acts, each time God acts in the life of his own, he is expecting his own to return like the one leper to say thank you. You are the doer of every good thing. I honor and celebrate you. Beloved, murmuring makes believers to remain in one spot. Thanksgiving guarantees you to be lifted. Thanksgivers are never kept in one spot. It guarantees upward movement and forward movement. We must learn to remember. Psalm 100 and 3 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. So it begins from within you. I said that earlier. Thanksgiving. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not his benefits. Yeah, yeah. There are benefits of being alive. There are benefits of being a born child, again child of God. There are benefits of being a believer. Benefits. We shouldn't forget them. To not forget means to remember. <laughs> and if the Bible says we're not to forget, it means that we are, as human beings, susceptible to the tendency of forgetting, like the nine lepers. But one will remember. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. May we together. As a family, sincerely remember his multiple benefits in our lives. His saving grace, his goodness, his loving kindness, his mercy, his preservation for fighting our many battles, for bringing water out of the rock. The moment when our backs were against the wall, he said, no, I won't let the devil count ten with your back on the wall. No, somehow you bounce back again. The God of restoration brought you back from the back side to the front side. Can we give this God praise and thanks this morning? Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Why this end of year Thanksgiving service? To acknowledge his wonders. To acknowledge his good hand over our lives. To acknowledge his mighty deeds in our midst. To acknowledge he's been the wall of fire round about this apostolic house. To acknowledge he's been the glory in our midst. We've come back to declare, Daddy, you've been the one. Nobody can share your glory with you. It is dangerous for a man to share the glory of God. Ask Herod. Herod gave an oration on a particular day. And he was applauded and celebrated. Acts 12. He failed to give God glory that is due him. He... Angels struck him, worms devoured him. It's dangerous for the hand of a man to attempt to touch the glory of God. Who will not share his glory. All those healings on GPPA, Jesus is the doer. Cancerous cells drying up, wombs open up, people being healed of all kinds of mental assault, depression. Who's the doer? Jesus is the doer. We've come back to giving them praise for the expansion on the radio network. From whatever to 23, we've come to give him the praise and the glory. In the midst of an ailing economy, a building project is still going on rock solid. We've come to give him praise and glory. What? He's the doer. He's the doer. 
You can't thank him for what is small and it will not multiply. As you bless your God for five loaves and two fish, guess what? The power of limitation is broken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why must we give God thanks? And then we'll rise up to give him ecstatic praise. Number one, we give him thanks to preserve the blessings he has brought upon us already. Mm. To preserve the blessing. Every blessing needs a preservative. Healing needs to be preserved. Prosperity needs to be preserved. Otherwise you lose it. Peace needs to be preserved. You may lose it. Joy needs to be preserved. You may lose it. Why? How do you preserve it? With thanksgiving. So be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Make your request known unto God with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. That's the key. Thanksgiving ensures your prayer is on a flight to heaven. Thanksgiving. To preserve us. Malachi 2, verse 1 and 2. Malachi. And now, O ye priests, ah, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear and if you will not lay it to heart, that means to remember, right? To do what? To give glory unto my name, saith the Lord of hosts. I will even send a curse upon you. Say, God forbid. Ah, and I will curse your blessings. Ah, it was a blessing now. Oh, yeah. When we don't bless him or thank him for the blessings, it turns. Yeah, I have cursed him already because you do not lay it to heart. This would not be our portion. Look at Jeremiah 13, 16. Very interesting scripture. Jeremiah 13, 16. Look at that. Give glory to the Lord your God. You see that? Guess what? Before he caused darkness and before your feet stumble upon the dark mountains. And while you look for light, he turned it into the shadow of death and make it gross darkness. He says, you give glory to God. Otherwise, it will turn to darkness. So, thanksgiving preserves, it's a preservative of the mighty deeds of God in your life. It just shields you. The enemy can't find access to tamper with what God is doing. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus at the graveside of Lazarus. Father, I thank you because you hear me always. Lazarus, come forth. Thanksgiving opens the mouth of the grave. Thanksgiving. Number two, why do we thank him? To complete or perfect the blessing. Number one is to preserve it. Huh? Number two is to perfect it. Perfect it. There are times that God does something in your life so you can thank him for something, then he will do everything after that. So something that is thankful guarantees you more perfection. We saw that in, in the life of the one leper who came back. But he received not only healing or cleansing, as the case may be, but received wholeness. So your faith has made you whole. Hallelujah. So your thanksgiving will preserve the blessing. Your thanksgiving will perfect the blessing. James 1.17, every good gift, number one, number two, and every perfect gift comes from God in whom there is no shadow of turning of variableness. 
So there's the good gift and there's the perfect gift. When you thank him for his good gift, all his gifts are good. Oh boy, all his gifts are good. The blessings of the Lord makes rich as no sorrow, whatsoever. So all God does, they're good. Hello, hello, hello. But, but, but you see, God also is in a place to perfect all that concerns you. Psalm 138 verse 8 says he will perfect, he will perfect. So he is in the business of doing good. But listen, he's also in the business of perfecting the good is done. Yeah, he will perfect all that concerns you. And one way to engage his ministry of perfection is to thank him. Thank him for the good gift. He will perfect the good gift. Number three, so he preserves, he perfects. Number three, why do we thank him? We thank him to multiply what he has done already. To multiply what he has done already. I shared earlier about how it is Jesus took five loaves and two fish, lifted to, Jesus, to the Father in heaven, he prayed over it, blessed it, and gave, and the multiplier effect kicked in. At what point? Thanksgiving. Jeremiah 30, 19. And out of them, out of Roger's family this morning, hello, shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them. Wow. And they shall not be small. At the instance of thanksgiving, there's a multiply effect. It will not be small. Then it will glorify you. So number one, it preserves. Number two, it perfects. Number three, it multiplies the blessing. Why do many struggle with thanksgiving? Number one, there's a lack of gratitude. Before you can thank him, it begins with being grateful. And if you're not Thinkful, thoughtful, you will not be grateful. If you don't remember, you won't be grateful. So to able to thank God sincerely, you got to be grateful. Ask the Lord to remind you of his mighty deeds in your life. That you can sincerely and genuinely thank him. Why do people struggle to thank God? Because of wrong focus. They focus too much on the material things. Whilst it's important, beyond the material things, God has blessed you in ways and means beyond materiality. The truth be told, the, the most valuable things of life, listen, they are free. The air you breathe. Only a man who is alive can believe God for a car and a house. So these immaterial blessings that you don't see, they are weightier than the tangible ones. So change your focus on your gaze. From the things you think God hasn't done to the things you know he has done. He's kept you strong, rock solid in the land of the living. Hallelujah. 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 Why people don't give thanks? They focus on what God has not done based on their perception. And they fail to focus on the many things that God has done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you thank him, your focus shift from you to God. Wow. When you thank him, guess what? Automatically, it increases your capacity to receive more from him. When you thank him, when you thank him, 
You become a witness to those around you that you serve a good God. They see you joyful. They see you excited. One of the, one of the, one of the most excited ways to be a witness is to be joyful, to be thankful. People are going through all kinds of things, but you just maintain joy and gratitude. In all things, I give thanks. Why? This is the will of God in Christ concerning me. That's a witness. It's a witness. Thanksgiving is a booster of your faith. It was said concerning Abraham in Romans 4.20. But Abraham was not weak in faith, but rather he was strong in faith, giving God glory. When you give God glory, your faith is boosted. This morning, for the next 10 minutes, I want you with a renewed reckless abandon to jump, to dance, and do this to get the devil mad. Get him off your case. Kick off depression. Kick off that spirit that says, what have you done for me lately? No, you are alive and well. Praise God, somebody. Let everything that hath what bread. <laughs> ah, praise you the Lord. You know, it's better to be on this side of, 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 of life, not in the grave. Where you are still, you can still believe and trust God. It's better to be alive. I want to remind you, beloved, that as long as you're walking with God, it is getting better with Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Your worst days are behind you. Yes, yes. How do I know that? The path of a just man shines brighter and brighter to the day of perfection. I want you to rise up on your feet now. For one minute, just say, Lord, here I am. I thank you. My hand can move. My mouth can move. My legs can move. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. If you're not born again here, you don't know Jesus Christ. Before we go into the session of praise, I want you to pray with me where you are to invite the master into your heart. Only he can give true joy. Men may give happy only Jesus can give true joy. Where you are, pray with me so that your praise will be qualitative and will be genuine to be spirit inspired. Where you are across the nations in this hall, let's pray together. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, let's pray Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I open the door of my heart as I invite you, Jesus, to be my Lord and my Savior. I decree and declare, Jesus, you are my Lord, you are my Savior. I am blood washed, I am blood bought. Child of the living God, thank you for the fruit of the Spirit. I know that joy is one of them. Let joy be stirred afresh this hour. As I praise you, as I bless you, I break forth into healing. I break forth into victory. I break forth into dominion. I break forth into strength. I break forth into abundance. I break forth into joy unspeakable. I break forth. Now, will you clap your hands, oh ye saints? Come on, come on, come on. Shout to your God. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the touch of revival 
across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic .org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.